Okay, hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. This has been a long-awaited topic of mine, and I'm excited to finally get to just really dive deep into it with you guys. You all know that I love productivity. I love learning ways to maximize my time so I have time to do other things that I love, and I really just love the whole world of trying to shorten your work hours to make the most out of your time, really. So one of the most important things when you're trying to do that in your life is learning about the different productivity tools to make you work more effectively. And honestly, I've tried so many of them. I've tried timers on my desk, which honestly work great for me. I've tried different timer techniques online. I've tried reward systems. I've tried morning routines, night routines, work routines, pretty much anything you can think of. And there has been one thing that I always, always, always go back to, and that is time blocking. So today we're gonna be diving deep into what time blocking is and why it's the main productivity tool I swear by. I'm gonna give you guys some practical advice on how you can apply it in your own lives and also give you a little bit of direction onto how to actually use it. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and jump into our weekly segments, something I'm loving, something I'm working on, and something I'm doing. Okay, so my something I'm loving of this week is actually my tortoise, and you did hear that correctly. I actually got a tortoise this past week. I rescued, I don't know how you would put it, but I'm going to tell you guys a little story time behind it because it honestly was just the most surreal experience for me. So a little bit of backstory, I do have a bearded dragon and I've had leopard geckos in the past. I've had reptiles for probably close to five or six years. I've always loved animals. It's always been something really kind of near and dear to my heart, but I've never really had anything outside of that. I haven't gotten any new animals lately but this past week while my partner and I were out on our morning dog walk he looked into the gutter and noticed that he saw what looked like a tortoise shell and we both kind of looked at each other like oh my gosh is that what we think it is and it ended up being a tortoise and it's a baby baby tortoise like it's honestly two two inches long maybe two and a half inches long so it's super tiny we will honestly we probably could have missed it but we kind of looked at him and I was like okay we should probably get him or take him somewhere or figure out what to do with him we can't just leave him here so we ended up going back home grabbing a box and then we went back to where he was picked him up got him all situated and whatnot and then we started to do a little bit of research into what to do with him really. So if you didn't know, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and apparently here it is legal to just keep it. So we are working on getting it registered and everything like that. But if you find a tortoise in a suburban area or an urban area like where we live, it's legal to just adopt it yourself. So that's what we're going to be doing. We named him Gutter in honor of finding him in a gutter. And he's honestly the cutest and sweetest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And actually, as I'm recording this, I'm seriously watching him run around right now. We set up a little tortoise hutch and I just got it off of Amazon. It got all the stuff for him, did our research on everything, so he should be good to go. We've got, you know, the UVB, the UV light, everything's all set for him, and I'm just watching him walk around. He's just the cutest thing ever, so he's definitely going to be my something I'm loving this week. Okay, moving on to something I'm working on, that's going to be my workout routine. So if you are like me at all, you did sports in high school and middle school and whatnot, and that becomes a big part of your overall like exercising habits. So you work out at practice, at games and whatnot. And I even did sports going into college a little bit, just like on the side. But after I graduated, I really fell out of that. I wasn't doing anything like practices or games or anything like that. So it was a lot harder to keep track of my workout routine. 
And so something I've been working on is just getting in the habit of going on a morning walk and then following that up with a bit of Pilates or a bit of weightlifting or something like that. I'm just trying to really get in the habit of doing it right in the morning because I found out that if I wait too long into the day, it honestly just never gets done. Things come up and it just isn't high enough up on my priority list to want to do it later in the day. But yeah, that's definitely something I've been working on, and I think that it's normal for everyone to go through seasons of their life where they are moving their body pretty regularly, but also not at all. So I think that's just a seasonal thing that I'm working towards, and I think that now that it's becoming a lot cooler outside. Like I said, I live in Vegas and it just finally started to cool off a bit. So I finally feel like it's time that I can do more of those outdoor activities like walking or going to the park or stuff like that. So I think that that's naturally going to help me get back into a better workout routine. But yeah, that's why something I'm working on. And finally, something I'm doing is debating starting Pilates classes. So like I was just talking about, I do have a hard time falling into a workout routine when I don't have a sense of accountability. So for me in sports, it was, oh, your teammates are holding you accountable, your coach is holding you accountable, and you know, your own personal stats and stuff like holds you accountable in that way. But right now where I'm at, where I don't have like an accountability partner, it's difficult for me to like want to work out. So I think that if I ever were to do a Pilates class, it might be something that's I would have a little bit more accountability for if that makes sense. Like the classes I was looking at have fees if you don't show up and stuff like that. And they're just kind of expensive in general. So I feel like because I'm somebody who's pretty frugal and wants to be very strict with their money, it would be a way to hold myself accountable because I don't want to waste money on classes I'm not going to and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I was thinking about doing. I honestly have been hearing about people rave about it on TikTok, but the prices have always kind of thrown me off. So I'm curious to see if you guys have had any experience with it. I've also always been a home workout person, so it is a bit intimidating to me. I've never really gone to a workout class at all, which when I tell people that, they're like, wait, what? Like, how does that even make sense? How do you not go to them? But it just was never something that I found interesting. Like when spin and stuff was really popular a few years ago, I just didn't ever do that. It just wasn't something that like sparked my interest, but I'll do it at home. So I don't know if maybe that's just something I have to work through or get more comfortable with because I feel like people are really raving about it right now. So if you guys have any personal experience about that, definitely let me know because I need to know if this is something I should try out for a few months, but all the places that I've been looking at will make you make commitments for like a few months if you do sign up. So I just don't want to think about it yet, but that is something I'm thinking about doing. Okay, and that wraps up our segments. I really hope that you guys are enjoying those. I've been getting some feedback on them and it all seems pretty positive. If you guys have anything else that you want me to talk about at the beginning or the end of these podcasts, please let me know. I wanna make sure that I'm providing value and education for you guys while still also sharing bits of my life with you because I do want to really get to know you guys more and I want you to know me more. So that's my whole spiel on that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. I did break it down into five sections for you guys, so that way it's easier for you to follow and take notes if you want to. So let's go ahead and look at those sections now. Number one is what's time blocking. Number two is why you might want to try it. Number three is why does it work so well? Number four is how do I time block? And number five is how should you time block? Let's kick it off with number one, what's time blocking? So time blocking is a time management tool that essentially lets you divide your day into blocks of time. Each one of those blocks is going to have a specific focus or a specific um, set of tasks that you're going to accomplish during that set time period. So think of it like this, instead of keeping an open-ended and ongoing to-do list of things that you want to get done, you're going to assign specific blocks of time to each thing that you want to achieve. And the reason that time blocking has been such a big part of my life is because it really does allow you to get a bird's eye view of what it is you want to achieve that day. 
So for example, before I started to use time blocking, my days would look a little something like this. I would sit down in the morning with a to-do list that was way too long for me to ever be tackling, and I would say, okay, one, two, three, go for it. And I really had no sense of direction or sense of scheduling in my day. Especially if you work a nine to five job, it's really easy to just say, hey, from nine to five today, it's work. So whatever I have to do for work, let's get it done today. Time blocking really allows you to customize your schedule in a way that makes things achievable, focusable, and I don't know if that's even a word, but you get what I'm saying. It gives you an opportunity to really focus in on topics without worrying about whatever else is going on. And another thing that I love about time blocking is that it lets you see days in advance. So obviously schedules get, you know, turned over, schedules get confused, things come up, unexpected things happen and everything like that. But when you are able to time block, you're able to actually move those time blocks around to wherever you see best fit. So let's say, for example, that I have time blocked to record this podcast today on Monday. Well, if something comes up on Monday and I'm not able to get it done, I can move that time block to Tuesday, try to fit it in there. And if that doesn't work, I have the rest of the week. And honestly, one of my favorite parts about time blocking is the fact that you're really able to map out your week in advance. And that's something that's going to be really key here because time blocking isn't really something that you... I guess you can do it the day of, but it's not something I would recommend that you do the day of. This is more something where every Sunday for your Sunday reset routine, you're gonna sit down with your calendar and just look at everything you need to do for the week and start assigning those time blocks in advance. Another thing I love about time blocking is how simple it makes it to really go about your day and know exactly what you should be doing. So if you're like me at all, you will sometimes look at your to-do list and bounce around from task to task. It's really easy for me to take lunch breaks early or late and honestly, it just messes my whole schedule up. So the benefit of time blocking is that if you do tend to get off track, you can just refer right back to your time blocked calendar and you'll understand exactly what you should be doing in order to accomplish everything you need to do on time. Okay, let's go ahead and get into why you might want to try it. So if you're listening to this podcast to begin with, obviously you have some sort of interest in time blocking. Maybe you've tried it before or you've heard of it, but you really want to give it a go. Then awesome, this is 100% going to be for you. But if you're just listening to this and you're not really sure if time blocking is for you, here are some things that I experienced that have really kind of been resolved through time blocking. So I definitely would recommend it if you experience any of the following things. Number one, you manage many different projects and our responsibilities. So if this sounds like you, you are somebody who is doing a lot for work, but maybe you also go to school, or maybe you're also a parent, or maybe you also have a second job to help with your income, or maybe you also have a business, you get my point. If you are managing a lot of different responsibilities, then time blocking might be for you. Number two, you battle constant interruptions throughout the day, and you never can really seem to focus in on anything. And really the latter part of that statement is the most important. If you really struggle getting distracted and, you know, interruptions really have a tendency to grab your attention and pull them away from what you should be doing, then time blocking might be right for you. Number three, you struggle seeing the big picture of things and you have difficulty really planning in advance. So this might sound really counterintuitive because earlier I mentioned how it's important to plan in advance for time blocking. So if that's something that you aren't good with, then how could time blocking ever work for you? Well, this is honestly something where it's like, if you don't practice it, then you're never going to learn it. So for me personally, I did have a really hard time planning in advance when I was in college. So I would have a paper coming up and I knew that I was going to need at least a week to work on it. Ultimately, what ended up happening was I would wait for the last second or the day before it was due and then I would start working on it. 
after I started time blocking, what I would do is I would time block one hour a day to work on that paper. So I just wanted to use that example for you guys to see that just because you struggle seeing big picture things now doesn't mean that time blocking isn't for you. If you can't plan ahead now doesn't mean time blocking isn't for you. It just means that maybe that's a skill you should practice because it does get easier over time. So if any of that resonates with you, then maybe time blocking might be right for you. Now let's talk about why it works so well. Okay, so there are three reasons why time blocking works as well as it does. Number one is it promotes deep work. Number two is that it makes you aware of how you're actually spending your time. And number three is that it helps you achieve your goals. Let's go ahead and dig a little deeper into deep work because I think that this is one of the biggest benefits that I've personally received from it. So really, I think the best way for me to talk about this is to give you guys examples because I feel like I would respond best to examples, but let me know if you have any questions about this. But deep work is essentially your brain's ability to really focus in on one topic instead of everything. So for example, if I have to write an essay, do a project, and reply to emails, instead of looking at that on my calendar and saying, okay, I'm going to do all three of those things in the span of an hour, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes only to writing that essay, or I'm going to dedicate only one hour to doing that project. And so you're really going to specify exactly what you want to do during the exact time frames that you're blocking it for. And when you do this, when you focus in on one thing at a time, instead of, you know, spreading your attention to everything, to every task that you have going on, you're really going to promote deep work. You're going to promote intense focus, and you're going to achieve or get that thing done a lot faster. And this is always something that people find interesting when I talk to them about time block because this is honestly, I've talked about time blocking so often. I talk about it in my personal life, online, in, in school, at work, whatnot. But people are always really surprised when they hear me say, hey, when I time block things, more specifically, I get more done. And I think the reason why it shocks them is because they are operating underneath a big multitasker energy. So they're really thinking that multitasking is the way to being productive when in reality it can actually slow you down. And this is why I'm so in love with time blocking because it really does help bring awareness to the fact that if you were to dedicate your entire hour to a specific task, you are going to complete it faster than you would if you, you know, were trying to focus on too many things at once. This is also something known as single tasking. And the more times that you work on that, the more times you focus on one task at a time and try not to let your attention diverge to something new, which yes, can be very difficult. But the more you do that, the better you're going to be able to do it in the future. And it's going to become easier and easier to stay focused on one thing at a time. And speaking of time, number two is that time blocking really makes you aware of how you're spending your time. I actually have a really fun activity for you guys to try. I was doing this a little bit last week because I found myself sitting at the end of the day thinking, where the heck did the time go? I could not figure out how I was spending my time. I, you know, looked at the work I needed to get done. And then I looked at how much time I spent during the day doing whatever else. And I was kind of shocked because I was like, okay, yeah, I got what I need to do done, but I feel like I wasn't as efficient as I could have been. And I might've been able to fit in more fun activities throughout the day if I was able to manage my time a little bit better. So I call this reverse time blocking, and this is going to make you massively aware of how you spend your time. Okay, so when you wake up in the morning, you're gonna write down every hour that you're awake. So you're gonna write down six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and so on. 
Now, I recommend setting a reminder on your phone so you don't forget to do this. That's what I personally did, but honestly, if you remember, then that works too. But every hour on the hour, you're gonna write down what you did that past hour. So at 10 o'clock, I'm gonna write down what I did from nine to 10. Maybe that was you know work emails, or maybe that was going on a walk. After you do that for a few days, you are going to become really aware of how you're actually spending your time versus how you think you're spending your time. Because you know when I go on a walk in the morning, yeah, my walk only takes 20 minutes, minutes, but I have to drive 10 minutes to the park. I have to drive 10 minutes home. I have to get ready in the morning. There's a lot of things that add up to that becoming a 20 minute walk. So while in your head you think, oh, that was only 20 minutes, maybe it was actually closer to 40 minutes or 50 minutes or an hour or whatnot like that. Now, once you complete that exercise and you start working on time blocking your schedule out for the next week, you're going to be really aware of how you spend your time. So the reason I say that that's like reverse time blocking is because it is a really easy and quick way to figure out how you spend your time instead of kind of messing up over and over again. It's just a way to get a clear stance of how you are currently operating at your base. After you complete that exercise and you sit down to time block out your next week, you are going to be really aware of the fact that you really only have 12 to 18 hours in the day to get done what you need to get done. I think it's always a crazy experience for me to have a to-do list on hand and then I try to go and time block that to-do list out on paper. It never works out the way I think it's going to work out because in my brain, oh, that's only going to take me an hour, but time blocking shows no, it's going to take you two. It's going to take you an hour and a half. So it really does help make you aware of how you're going to spend your time, but it also helps you become more aware of when you're over committing to things and when you're putting too much stuff on your plate. So if you look at your time blocked calendar and there are no gaps, there are no breaks, maybe you have too much going on, or maybe you need to try to spread it out throughout the week if you're able to. This is honestly something that's has really changed the way that I feel in life. And I think it's been another preventer of burnout for me because time blocking makes me aware of how I'm spending my time, both good and bad. So if I'm overworking myself, I can see it. If I'm underworking, I can see it. And so it really is just a great way for you to understand what balance looks like in your life and how time works into that. And finally, number three, time blocking helps you achieve your goals. So again, like I mentioned with the whole paper example where I'm writing an essay and it's gonna take me a week, but I wait till the last minute, when you are time blocking, you know, your end goal is to finish that paper, it's to turn it in. Now, instead of waiting last minute to finish it on the last day and being super stressed about it, time blocking will let you get a bigger overview of what your week should look like in order for you to achieve that goal on time. While eliminating stress, which I think is an important thing to add here. So for example, if I know that this paper is going to take me five hours to complete, then I'm going to time block one hour every single day to writing that paper. I think it's no secret that when you divvy up your tasks, when you divide a big project into smaller work sessions, it's just easier to finish it because your brain is gonna look at one hour's worth of work compared to five hours and it's gonna feel like it's a lot more achievable. And I think that's why time blocking really does help you achieve your goals because it gives you perspective on how much time can be really spread apart throughout the next week. Okay, now that you know why time blocking works so well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about how I personally time block and then we'll finish this out with how you can do it too. So a couple of things, when I am looking at time blocking for myself, I like to time block my week out ahead of time. So for me, that looks like sitting down for my Sunday reset routine every Sunday night, Sunday morning or whatever, and taking a look at what that next week is going to look like for me. I'll go through my projects I have to work on. I'll go through, you know, different admin things 
things I need to do, if I have any errands or appointments, and I just start throwing it all into my calendar. So I know that I wanna go grocery shopping at some point during the week, it doesn't really matter when, but I know I need to get it done. I will wait to do those things until all of my work time blocks are already in. So in other words, I do it a little bit by priorities. So I'll put in my top 1% priorities into my calendar first, and then I'll slowly work my way out from there. And I found this to be the most effective way of time blocking for me personally, because it really does let you get everything you must get done in there, but then you're also able to find those gaps in time where you can do those other things. So for example, I had a couple meetings yesterday morning, and then I knew I had a project I had to work on like later at night. Like it wasn't something I needed to film for during the day or anything. It was just a little bit of editing I needed to get done, so I time blocked that in for late last night. That ended up leaving me with about a two-hour break in the middle of the day, so I decided that that was going to be my grocery time for the week. And honestly, I want to reiterate the fact that time blocking is something that becomes so much easier in practice. You start to understand exactly how much time you're going to need to do things. And so there is a trial and error kind of stage throughout this where if you think that emails are only going to take you 30 minutes, they might end up taking you 60 minutes. They might take you an hour. But the best thing about time blocking is that it is so adjustable. So once you understand how much time stuff takes you, you can just adapt it for that next week. The programs that I personally use for time blocking are Google Calendar and Apple Calendar. So those will sync with each other if you didn't know that, but that's how I personally just use it. I use Apple Calendar when I'm on my laptop or on my phone, but I will actually do the time blocking in Google Calendar because if I have meetings or anything like that, those will sync right in there. So it makes it super convenient. And in Google Calendar, you can really customize the colors and color coding events is honestly a pastime of mine. I love color coding things in my calendar and my notebooks and everything like that. I just, I feel like that makes me feel so organized and I love when it looks cute and aesthetic and everything like that. And Apple Calendar gives you colors to choose from, but Google Calendar actually lets you choose the specific hex codes that you want. And I have all the ones that I personally use up on my Instagram highlight reels. I think I have a real, not reels, what's it called? Stories. I have a story somewhere in there of all the hex codes that I personally use. But it's honestly super customizable and that's a good way to make it something fun for you to do instead of it feeling like work, if that makes sense. So I used like a color generator, color palette generator, and there's a ton of them online, but I did that for a little bit, found a pattern that I liked, and then I assigned a color for each of my major calendars. So you can have calendars for a bunch of different things and then color code each one independently. So I have calendars for my personal stuff, my work, my business, my events, exercise, everything like that. You can make as many as you want. I think I have like six or seven, but it really just makes it easy for you to time block and categorize each thing that you need to get done. So when I talked about earlier, like prioritizing what I put in my calendar first, I'm gonna put everything I need to do for work in first. So then when I'm first doing it, I have an outline of what work looks like. Oh, and one really good thing to mention here is that you wanna make sure you're accounting for things like transportation, breaks, and whatnot. This is something that I did not do when I first started time blocking and it really kind of bit me in the butt. I think that it's important that you time block in 15 to 30 minutes if you're gonna be driving somewhere or for breaks, you know, 30 minute breaks every now and then. Otherwise, what's gonna happen is you're gonna time block your calendar down to the minutes and you know, that's just not practical. Things are gonna come up. So I usually like to give myself like a 15 to 30 minute buffer in between my little time blocks. I feel like that just makes it a lot easier and I can move things around better that way if I ever need to. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about how you can do this for yourself. I have a couple of recommendations that I think I would have benefited from when I was just starting out. So number one is gonna be 
create categories. So like I mentioned, I have categories for my personal stuff, work, business, etc. It's really going to be important that you create and color code your categories so that they're super recognizable. You want it to be really easy for you to see exactly what category you're working on during what time. If you are using Google Calendar, you're also going to have the ability to essentially clear certain calendars from your calendar view. It'll make sense. I'll make a video on how to do this, but it's really simple. You just uncheck the box that your calendar is selected in, and that's going to clear it from your calendar view. So if you wanted to just look at what you had to do for work that week, you can clear all of your calendars except for your work one, and it makes it really easy to get like a bird's eye view of what you have going on. My second tip is going to be to estimate how long it'll take you and then add 30 minutes. So like I said, it's important to have a buffer, but it's also important to give yourself enough time to finish what you need to do during that time block. The way I think about this, is that you'd much rather have an extra 15 minutes in your break than not enough time to finish something on time. So if I think that emails are going to take me 30 minutes, I'm going to give myself 60 minutes to get them done. If I think that my, you know, meeting is going to take an hour long, I'm going to give it an hour 30. By giving yourself that buffer period and adding on a little bit of fluff time to your time blocks, you're going to eliminate a lot of the stress that time blocking can cause. And I think that that's why sometimes people are put off by time blocking because it stresses them out. Like it feels like you have to go, 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 go all the time. There's no time for breaks and you time block your whole calendar. So it feels really strict and scheduled, but that's really not how it has to be as long as you give yourself enough time to actually finish what it is you're working on. And honestly, tip number three is just to go for it. You're never going to know if it works for you until you start trying it. I've been doing it for, like I said, like four to five years now, and honestly, I can't see myself doing anything ever again. And honestly, tip number three is just to go for it. Just try it out and see if it works for you. I would recommend trying it for probably a couple weeks at least to really get a sense of if it's something that will be sustainable for you and if it's something that actually does make you more productive or if you're just wasting your time doing it. Because there is no right productivity tool for everyone, everyone is going to look at their schedules differently and maybe you are someone who operates better when they just have a to-do list at the beginning of the day and you do just go for it. But if you are someone who wants a little bit more organization in their life, then I would really recommend trying this out because it is something that I have tried and it 100% is something that I would recommend to anyone looking to add a little bit more structure in their days. Okay guys, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. It means the world that you took some time out of your day to sit here with me and just have a little bit of a chit chat. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could rate it over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. And honestly, it just helps get this podcast out to more people so everyone can benefit from this information. But thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you all next week on Onwards and Upwards.